All right. Hi, guys. Welcome to episode three of the Solon podcast. Um, we are going to do episode three on kind of just a roundabout what is wellness podcast. Um, we, you know, do define soul alignment in this um, kind of like wellness branch of business, if you will. And so we kind of just want to talk about like what that means to us and how we incorporate it into our daily lives and how it's changed over time within our lives and, um, you know, what, how we define that and um, how we can work together on, on increasing that wellness in our everyday lives. So what we're going to do is just start off with the very, very basics of like how we define wellness. So like what we see wellness as. Do you want to start, Cassie? Sure. Um, that's such a big, <laughs> it's so big and wide. Um, wellness definitely changes, I would say, as I engage it, if that makes sense, like what I define as wellness. Yeah. Um, I think, too, like just when you're on this journey, Oops. <laughs> just when you're on this journey, um, like it evolves. You know, totally. and like what you what you are focusing on evolves. What is important to you, and what feels like the key to healing in that time, or at least for me, like evolves. So I would say it definitely started out a lot in the mental health like realm of wellness, really thinking about mental well being, um, and then kind of went into more nutrition, gut health, and into yoga and movement and meditation. And where I'm at right now is really, it's a mindset. So it's like, um, I have this like belief that we, we can't, that like disease is not necessarily like a thing that exists. It's like we, it's like you can block health, but you don't necessarily create disease, if that makes sense. And I love this paradigm simply because it gives me hope, like for healing and the potential in all of us. So like, um, I love looking at it like, cause I started out for me personally in this journey, like, dang, like I'm probably going to have cancer in my lifetime, right. you know, like hopefully I don't get the bad kind that like, you know, can end your life. So I remember being very scared and thinking that like health is something that it's like a gamble, you know, and it's like, hopefully your genes are okay. And like, like hopefully, did, yeah. And like, hopefully you, um, weren't in the sun too much or hopefully you, you know, just like fearing it, fearing every little corner, like it's going to surprise you and it's a gamble and it's out of your control to now truly feeling like her potential is incredible. And like we have so much potential for healing. We have way more potential for healing than I think we realize. And I'm much more into like, I think diving into the stories of crazy miraculous healing that inspire me more than I am feeling like it's out of my hands. And so I've kind of like, I think through that developed, like, what can we do? You know, there's so much in our hands that we can control. So what can we work on and work towards as we get older? Yeah, that's so important. Um, And, you know, specifically for me, like, that's been a really big shift for me as well. You know, like, like, I've mentioned in the past, like, I was diagnosed with lupus when I was 18 and that the way I viewed that then and the way that I view that now 11 years later is just like so very different and um yeah I don't know the the idea that like we have we actually have a lot of control over the way we feel and what happens inside of our body and you know there will always be things that happen health-wise and like cancer-wise that we're like wait, what? Like, that doesn't add up. Um, but there will, right. all, there will always also be things that are miraculous and crazy and the body is, like, so crazy intelligent and does some wild things when you, like, have faith and kind of get on its same team. I so, think, too, that, that, like, faith piece, like, that belief piece, like, the more I go into the wellness and the more I see the these, like, crazy like when people heal things that we like never thought were healable and then we're like, Oh, we can heal this. And people with that diagnosis start to heal when somebody has healed from it. Like, I think that belief, what I like found is it's so big. It's so much bigger, which I think speaks to our power because when you're looking at the research of people who have like healed, you know, 
and like they did this and then another person. And so you're like, for me, when I saw somebody healing their gut and healing everything else, I'm like, whoa, like it's gut health, it's everything. And it's a part of it for sure. But like, it's interesting because when you look at the commonalities between people healing from it and, and focusing on meditation or focusing on law of attraction or focusing on their gut health or focusing on whatever, like they believed in healing. Like that's the commonality right. yeah. is that they believed in their potential to heal. And it's like, so if we believe, if we believe in our potential to like become diseased or die or whatever, like if that's what we're staking our belief in is that like I'm fragile and like, you know, I'm like susceptible to everything. Like we could, I think our power is in making that become a reality. And so I think a lot of, and, and who knows, right? Like, I don't know. But like, it's such an interesting thing to entertain because it's like, there's some kind of crazy power in that, in that belief. And we see it in placebo studies. Um, Most of the industry with like antidepressants, SRIs is like the research. If you really look into it is like, it's held up mostly by the placebo effect, which is just the effect that we believe something's going to help us. And so it does because we're that powerful, which is pretty cool. And so I think wellness for me has stepped into a new realm of like belief and finding what you believe in. And that's going to like make that feel tangible for you because like that's where your healing's at. It's not necessarily in where somebody else found their healing, but like what is true for you? What do you believe in and what is calling you? Like what feels true for your body and your being? Totally. And like along those same lines, you know, like we're going to talk about a lot of different things that kind of encompass wellness. Um, But the bottom line, like at the end of the day, fully in all of these little subject matters, like within wellness is understanding what works for you and like understanding what you need at a certain time, you know? And, um, and, and also like going back to your original point, Cassie, is that like, it's, it, it, we're constantly evolving and like that always changes. And like my idea of wellness five years ago, one year ago, even, you know, one month ago, it's just like very different (laughs) and it changes like vibrationally, like what you have energy pulled towards and just like run with that and like do those things. And, do what lights you up. And like, if you're really into one part of wellness right now, like ride that wave and then like a new wave will come just like the ocean, you know, and then you just like kind of keep going. So, um, yeah. 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 So can I add something to that? Yeah, for sure. That I lit lit up for me when you were talking about that. I think it's so cool about that whole process of going towards what's lighting you up. So like maybe, at this phase, like you're really into essential oils. Maybe at this phase, you're really into um, cutting out caffeine or dairy or whatever, you know, like, so what, like you're saying, like whatever you're feeling pulled to give energy to, because in that you're learning, right? You're learning about yourself, your body, um, what it is without these things. And everything that I've ever gotten into with wellness, even if it's not something that I do in practice every single day. Um, <laughs> did you hear my phone? We, my face? we both did it. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but even if it's not something that I do every day, it's like now that's in my warehouse of knowledge, experience, right. of knowing. Um, Awareness. And you just, even. It, yeah, you just get better at those things because just like um, if you grew up like I did and I was eating like tons of junk food as a kid, like just as those things were second nature, just as like buying Tide was second nature, just as buying certain shampoos, that was all second nature, right? Right. Just as that was second nature, the things that are good for you can become second nature, but not all at once. And I think when we look at this topic of wellness, it's like, it can feel overwhelming, like we've talked about, right? Because there's a lot to change, but just trusting in the process, right? And trusting that every year, you just gain a little bit more knowledge about what works for you and what doesn't. And you are, you are the only one who will know that for you. And, it, and like we've talked about, it changes. It changes every day and it changes every year. Absolutely. And like just coming into that change, like open arms, accepting it and riding it along. Um, so let's start with, Let's kind of just start 
with food, which is where I think a lot of people kind of center this like idea of wellness around um, for a very good reason. You know, it's it's food is meant to be, and I say meant to be because um, sometimes it's not. Like within our society, we have gotten to a point um, where we don't always look at food as a source of energy, which is what it is supposed to be for our body, right? So like we put it into our body so that we can keep going. And then we'll touch on this later, but we rest and we sleep at night to give our body the chance to purify and recharge, right? So like the two go hand in hand. And like while we're up and doing things, um, food is our source of energy. So like for good reason, I think it is a very central focus on the subject of wellness. Um, so do you want to kind of talk about what food, like how food and wellness go in together? Sure. Yeah. yeah. So I think like for me, like the biggest thing around food, cause like I definitely, um, I don't know, I've been in my fair share of like all the camps. Like when I started out, um, I definitely was like, okay, vegan lifestyle is like reigning king. Like I need to like slowly start going towards that and um, make my way to a vegan lifestyle. So I started kind of doing a vegetarian thing and um, then circled back around with like research and all of these other things on that, that kind of like, I don't know, you find a lot of controversy. You find people who are getting sick on that in that lifestyle. You find people who are getting sick eating meat. And so it's like, it's truly like eating for your body. Um, so I think with food, the biggest things, that seem to stay stable across healthy, long-lived cultures. Um, when they did this like big study, they found that the common factors were they were eating locally, they were eating seasonally, so they were eating what was available to them in that climate at that time, making that the freshest food that they could be eating at that time that they were eating it, um, and it was organic. And they were giving the best nutrition to mothers-to-be and children because of the growing mind and the growing brain and how important nutrition is in that. Um, and none of them are vegetarian, which I thought was interesting. They didn't necessarily eat meat the way that we eat meat, but they didn't um, not eat any. So maybe they have like fish every now and then, depending on the culture. Uh, maybe they sacrifice a cow or whatever. Um, but it was much more around like, this energy exchange and honoring the life of that. And I think that's also an important part of it is not just like taking, taking, taking and hurting our planet and our animals to get whatever we want, but to like truly honor like the cycle of life and the energy that it takes to both have a piece of meat and like um, what goes into that when you're eating it, you don't need a ton of it. So but everybody is different and everybody's health is in a different place. So you have to decide that for yourself based on what you need. Uh, but I think for food, for me, the biggest things are just kind of like what I just listed and then um, eating for your body. Like, what is your body asking for? If you're repulsed by something, like, don't eat it, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, totally. Even it's, if it's quote unquote a health food, if it's right. giving you bloating, don't eat it. Totally. Yeah. And like, I always, that's like something that I always, kind of come back to is that just like listening to your body factor um and I remember having a conversation with my brother recently and he was like you know I'm trying I'm like really trying to like mushrooms and I'm like well if you don't like them then maybe like maybe your body just doesn't really need them or doesn't want them you know like maybe there's a reason you don't like them and you don't really need to try to make yourself like them because you you know right. think but but a lot of you know I mean it's a it's a vegetable right so it's just like oh well but we're, our, our bodies are so different. And, like, I remember having this conversation with you regarding um, my, like, my sun potion, like, mushroom stuff. Oh, right, yeah. Like, my uh -huh. reishi and um, stuff like that. Because I was telling Cassie about how mm. I used, like, the recommended dosage. And I was, like, putting it in my coffee that I made at home or, like, my smoothies any, you know, any elixir type thing that I'm making at home, I would like put a little bit of that in. And then I would like lessen the dosage because the taste for me was so earthy, like almost to a point where it like hit my nose so hard and my taste buds that I just like couldn't even enjoy what I was 
drinking. And right. like, I know that we've talked about before, such a huge part of when you're consuming food is environment and like the joy you get from consuming it. And like all of that lends to literally what, like how much of that nutrition your body is able to absorb. Like it all goes hand in hand. You can't like eat a really nutritious food in a horrible setting where you're like feeling really bad about it and like not getting any joy from it. And you're like, you're not going to get those same nutrients as if you're in a space where you are truly enjoying it. So I, That's a good point. I was just like lessening the dosage and now like I have so much of it and it <laughs> feels like I feel so wasteful because it's like expensive stuff and it's like really good for you. But I'm like, maybe it's just like not hitting with my body right now. You know, like maybe totally. it's just like right in this, in this moment in my life, like maybe later it's going to be different, but like maybe right now I just need to like stop trying to put it in all of my elixirs because I don't enjoy any of them after I do it, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> And it's when your body, I think, picks something out, especially when it is like a health food, right? Right. And it like picks out a flavor and it's like, no, like, I think yeah. there's a reason for that. And when you were talking, uh, first of all, like really good. Well, I'm going to come back to that. But <laughs> like when you were saying it's really earthy, I had the thought of like, because like when I put it in things, I literally can't taste it. Yeah. Which is wild to me. Um, but it makes so much sense. When you said it was earthy, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm a Vata, Vata energy. Like, I wonder if mushrooms are grounding for me. Uh, like, so I wonder if I need it. Whereas, like, you've, you're always, like, I'm grounded. I yeah. need more, like, energy from up there. So, like, I wonder if it's too, like, like your body's, like, we're good on that right. element. We <laughs> yeah. don't need any more. Like, find the things which, that you need, girl. <laughs> yeah. And if you guys, like, that's Ayurveda, what I'm talking about. So if you're interested in that at all, Sahara Rose has an awesome book, uh, The Dummy's Guide or something like that to like Ayurveda. It's such an amazing resource because it's super distinct, easy to understand, really like you can pop it open to almost any page and it's a, a wonderful resource. And she also has a podcast too. So if you guys are interested in that, it's she just- also, oh, sorry, go ahead. You're going to say your podcast. It's just saying, just like in terms of Ayurveda, just talks about our different body types and um balance in that type is going to be different than each of the types and we don't have time to like go into any of that maybe we'll do a podcast on it if it comes up but like yeah it's a really cool it's been really helpful for me in terms of like how I should eat seasonally and what time of the day and like when I'm out of balance what foods are grounding for me or what activities and so it's It's been all yeah it's all really interesting stuff and I, I also really love it just because it is so so ancient like it's been utilized for so many years and that always like makes me feel really good about something it's like (laughs) like I like it makes me feel good that it's been around for so long it's right it's like something's got it like something about this thing they've been culminating that wisdom for thousands of years so it's like she also is a guest on um the ultimate health podcast I don't know what episode number it is but if you just like search for the ultimate health podcast and then she is a guest on that and that episode I think does a fantastic job if you've never like heard of Ayurveda at all of just like what it is general intro to it it does a really good job um but anyway so yeah so the one thing that you were talking about that I think is so so important and I wanted to highlight is like, like you said, the environment that you're eating in and the enjoyment of your food. So this also pertains to Ayurveda because Ayurveda is all about, um, it's not about what you, you are, what you eat. It's you are what you digest. And so like so many things affect our digestion, such as like you were talking about the enjoyment of it, as well as the environment we're eating it in. Cause if you're eating on the go in a stressed environment, like your body is not in digestion mode. So like you're dumping things into your body and it takes a lot of energy to digest. And when we are in any kind of like fight or flight, we're not digesting because it's like, we don't have, that's a luxury we don't have time for. So if we are eating constantly in this like fight or flight state, you're not digesting your food properly, which means it's just a lot of energy. Sometimes food can go like, it can spoil in your gut and then create like gut permeability. Um, eating while stressed like you're consuming the energy also like while eating and stressed and then you're like you're just messing up your digestion yeah so like really if you think about it it's so much about digestion and what we can do to support that 
Right. And like absorption, absorption. Yeah. Like what are you actually absorbing? Like, yes, what are you putting into your body? But like, what's your body doing after that with that stuff based on like where you are and how you're feeling and et cetera, et cetera. Um, And like when you stop and think about how much we eat on the go, holy shit, dude. Yeah. You know, like. I mean, or just stressed out, or like I was thinking about if I'm eating and watching like a stressful show, I'm like, yeah, or I just like eat? fast. Like I eat way yeah. too fast, and I know for a fact that that's like because of work and because sometimes I literally only have like five minutes to eat this salad. But then yep. it's like, okay, well, first of all, how much are you chewing that? Not enough for sure. And right. second of all, like then my body has to do literally everything because all I've done is basically swallow a bowl of salad like whole it's like that your, your body is not like equipped for that you know right so you have like digestive enzymes in your saliva that help to like break down your food before it goes to your gut and then chewing it really well helps to break it down and then also chewing it allows um, your taste buds to really get a feel for what you're putting in so that your gut can start to produce those digestive yeah. enzymes digest that food which is like crazy yeah I love that fact and that's always like my go-to fact when I'm like (laughs) when I'm talking to people about tongue scraping (laughs) yeah which like if I've had this conversation with anybody they know exactly what I'm talking about because I'm always like did you know that your tongue (laughs) like if you don't get all that gunk off your tongue your tongue sends like messages to your belly to help it prepare for what you're eating like that's wild and if that's blocked by the gunk then you're not getting that message also tongue scraping right back to ayurveda one of the things so anyway um so like for me personally for food i mean like we we talked about food a lot a little bit but like big things for me comes down to two things and like one is my intuition. I try to always listen to what my body wants right now and like not really think about past or present and just like, yep, this is what I want and like that's what I'm going for and like not beat myself up or not like just just like don't feel any type of way about it and just like do it because that's what you know your gut is asking for, right? Totally. Um, and which like is really interesting because right now like a week ago I stopped drinking coffee which like also for anybody who knows me is like wild. Like since I started drinking coffee, I've never stopped drinking it, which is really crazy to think about. I've Uh always like every single day of my life since I was like, I don't know how old I was when I started drinking coffee, probably like 19. I didn't know that you just stopped drinking it and I didn't know that you've never stopped drinking it. So that's an exciting experiment. Never have I stopped. And I didn't even think about that until I decided that I was going to stop. And it's like, I just kind of was just like, hmm, I'm going to see what happens. And so, like, maybe that's my body being like, hey, why don't you see what happens? You've never done that, you know? Yeah. Um, so intuition is, like, really big for me. And in my, like, um, kind of experimentation with food and with my lupus flare-ups and, like, inflammation and stuff like that is, like, you know, I've done a lot of research in particular with lupus and, like, regarding – foods and stuff like that. I've probably read majority of the articles on the internet about diet and lupus and like try to find (laughs) all of the like commonalities between them. Um, and you know, like everything else, it's like in inflammatory centered disease. So basically I just want to like reduce inflammation as much as possible. Um, and I think, and like, I don't know this for sure, but I think what has worked for me the most is removing, um, like grains and wheat and gluten and stuff like that. And like, not just gluten specifically, but like all types of grain, um, and dairy and like not so much dairy. I don't think dairy has like as big of an impact as gluten does, but, um, I just think it's really important to like, and not that I don't ever consume those things anymore. I do, but like day by day when I do consume things that I don't normally, I always notice a little bit more about how I feel afterwards, you know? And so that allows you to kind of just like pinpoint the conversation between you and your body and like let that conversation become a little bit more clear 
when you like go through these experimentations and like that is such a big part of this like food journey is you know a lot of these things especially like whole 30 the whole idea is an introduction or taking it out and then a reintroduction period to listen to your body and figure out like what's going on and um so like what's funny is that the whole it all comes back to like listening just like figure out like what's happening when you're consuming or not consuming those things and being like oh okay this works or this doesn't work and like knowing and understanding that we're all different and those answers are going to be so different for all of us yeah and like a like that curiosity um of how it makes you feel rather than like a judgment of I shouldn't yeah. be or totally. just like a, a genuine curiosity. And I think for me, like the whole 30 or um, any of the cleanses I've done, they like, they have been powerful in the way that they show me how I can feel, you know, when I cut out things that are ten- that things that tend to be inflammatory food, like, you know, like the grains or dairy or sugar or processed foods, all of those things like, it's definitely shown me how I can feel. And that is the biggest motivator for me is like to eat healthy. Yeah. Um, and it's so crazy how so far away I am from how I used to feel about this stuff. Um, Cause like, you know, I grew up eating junk food. So I remember when I first started even thinking about health, like I mean, it was in college, but we were like, so misguided at that time, or at least I was, I was like, oh, lean pockets and like, I don't know, uh, low fat, this low fat, that. Right. Um, but like, as it's gone on, I, I guess like, I think the biggest thing too, and I was like, I wish somebody would have like told me this. So I'm going to say it right now is that like, you won't always crave what you crave now. You won't always want, you'll actually like get to a point like it got to a point, like I used to love Taco Bell in like high school and college and stuff. Like <laughs> I can't even, yeah, you did. it's disgusting. Like, but like I used to love it and I was like, man, so like you're telling me I have to live the rest of my life just like craving Taco Bell and Doritos and like I won't <laughs> be able to eat it. Like that sounds like a miserable existence, but it's like, no, no, no. You literally acclimate to whatever you're Evolve. practicing and yeah. you start to not only enjoy it, but crave it. And, um, you start to like, the other things don't even become, they're not even like a, like, they're nothing. Oh, it's like, not yeah, there's no craving there. Like, there's no bye like bye. desire to go back. There's no, you know, it's just like, so just trust that if you keep walking towards and making better decisions along the way, like every, every part of your life will just develop and it will start to show you a life that's different. And you just keep creating that in the moment that you choose it and you choose it and you choose it totally. and you mess up and you choose it and you mess up and then you choose it. You know, it's just a process. Yeah. Just like right back to the point, trusting that process, trusting the evolution of like the whole thing in itself. And I also think that it's, it's kind of important to, you know, you just said you'll mess up. And it's, I think it's really important. I was just having a conversation with Alyssa about how I feel like I'm either like on my train, like hardcore. And I'm like, I've been on it for a while. And I like, I'm in my seat in this like healthy eating train. Right. And I like, can't even foresee me going backwards, Mm -hmm. you know? And like, I'm like, I don't want any of that stuff. I only want this all this good stuff, you know, (laughs) but then like all of a sudden you're like off the train and you're like, shit, how did I get off this train? And the second you're (laughs) off of the train, it's harder to get back on, you know? And like, it's so, it's so much easier to stay off because like when you consume those things, they feed off of one another and they feed those cravings. And like, because that's just like, it's science. It's how it works. And (laughs) Which is, like, why when we eat the good stuff, we want more of the good stuff, too. So, like, the right. the the thing that helps me is that, like, okay, just, like, get do this day and then do tomorrow. And, like, literally every day gets easier every single time. Right. You know what I mean? There's this um, – in therapy, there was this, like, quote that – or this, like, poem or something, I guess, that we would use a lot when, when talking about, like, addictions and dropping addiction. It's, like – this person is walking down the street and they fall into this like gigantic hole in the street that they didn't see. And it takes them forever to climb out. And once they finally get out, they're like, oh, yeah, well, that was awful. Like they got him out. Mm-hmm. And then they like walk down the street again the next day and they, they like remember falling in, but 
they keep walking and then they fall in again, right? And then it takes them less time to climb out. And then they walk down the street, but then they look at the hole and then they walk around the hole. And then the next day they choose a different street. So right. like the idea is you just get better. Like you will fall into holes totally. at, through your healing. Like that is just the way that it works for most of us. Like you could have a big, I don't want to like cut off that you could have a big epiphany change and shift. Like that totally has happened for people. But for the majority of people, like it's a process and like, don't get discouraged in that process when it's not perfect. And when it's hard, because there will be times where it's not perfect. There will be times where it's really hard. There will be times where you feel like you're back at square one, but like you're not because you have the knowledge of what it was like experience to be doing that. Yeah, totally. Um, next, maybe like hydration. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say this is a big one. Um, this may be like a huge underlying cause or like not thought about cause of type two diabetes. That's what Dr. Nicholas Gonzalez has theorized and uh, Dr. Kelly Brogan, which I think is really interesting because sugar and caffeine and all those things dehydrate us. And a lot of times we drink so many different beverages throughout the day. Um, we get our liquid content from those beverages, but we don't get hydration because they're not water. Um, and even if we're drinking a lot of water, like we still have to replenish our minerals. Otherwise, like uh, I'll put Himalayan salt and lemon in mine a lot uh, because like your body needs the minerals to be able to absorb the water. So like if you're actually drinking a ton of water and you're not replenishing your minerals, you can actually become dehydrated because the water just starts running through you and you're getting rid of minerals that you needed and you're not replacing them. So it's a right. interesting thing with like hydration is just like, uh, in Ayurveda, they say, like, drink a sip of water every 20 minutes throughout the entire day. Like, that's the best way to hydrate yourself. I don't know if I've ever done that. But, um, huh. like, like less is more in the moment. Like, not chugging a ton of water, but, like, drinking. Yeah, see, that's drink. what I am. I'm definitely guilty of that. You know, like. Me too. Where I'm like, oh, For shit, sure. need to drink yeah. more water. And then I'm like, chug, 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 chug. And then I, like, yeah. go about whatever I'm doing. And then I, like, realize again later, I'm like, oh, God, I'm a little bit thirsty. Haven't, you know. Totally, totally. Um, My dad is, like, such a circler on hydration, too. And he's always, like, literally, if I put on chapstick, he's like, why do you need chapstick? You're not drinking enough water, <laughs> are you? And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I just like chapstick, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> but he's right like that hydrate like we have to think of hydration in in so much more than drinking water right you think about like hydrating your skin and hydrating your lips and your eyes and like all of that yeah, stuff like yeah. literally keeping your body full of moisture which like we are made up of mostly water so it's just like literally replenishing totally. that it's almost like like I said earlier, like just the other part of rest for our body, it's like water and rest, water and rest. And like my mom as a nurse practitioner, my entire life, like any little thing that like we would come down with or even like injuries, it's just like rest and drink literally as much water as possible. Rest, hydrate, rest, hydrate. Right. You know, it's just like <laughs> yeah. this thing that's been like hammered into my brain, which I'm so like finally thankful for because now especially with my lupus, like I know the key, like the key is literally rest and hydration, mostly rest, yeah. lots of hydration, right? So it's just like, yeah, those are relaxing to the body. Yeah. And like, it allows the body to restore and like to heal itself. And like you give it time and space to do its magical thing and restore really? itself to where it's supposed to be so that you can function. <laughs> totally 100%. And I think we because we are so used to consuming all of these different sugary beverages in our culture in general, like we, if you look at like how much you water you're drinking a day, if you're not being intentional about it, it's like, oh, I, I had my tea in the morning or I had my coffee or whatever, like which coffee, you know, it's a hydrate, like you're supposed to drink like two cups of water right. for every cup of coffee that you drink. And most of us are drinking more than a cup. And so like that, if you just think about that, then plus, you know, whatever else you're supposed to be drinking on top of that. Um, there's like an equation. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head, but you can do it. It's like based on your weight, like to get an idea of like what a good amount of water to drink for you per day would be. Um, I can't remember how much it is, but it's literally two of my, my big water bottle that I have. So 
I'll just try to like fill that up twice a day and like sip it throughout the day, but I have to have it with me. Right. So like having water with you is such, has been such a big thing for me to be able to like, okay, let me take a sip of that. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. But, but like anything, it's process. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes for (laughs) me, that's the hardest part. And like, I know I've said this before is that like the heart, the hardest part about hydration and having my reusable cups now and like not using disposable one-time mm-hmm. use plastic stuff is that I have to a remember to bring it with me when I leave the house yep. which is easier for me than the second part which is remembering to bring it back home with me so I don't have to buy a new water bottle every yeah. time <laughs> like I have this new cup because I left my glass cup in Chicago, in Chicago. with you and now I have two but like yeah you're welcome <laughs> I did have three, but so I, I left the other one at work. There you go. There you go. Look at that. Look yeah. how it works. But yeah, so um, so that kind of brings us then to sleep and rest. Yeah, which you were talking about. It's like so, so, so important. I think. Um, I think, like, and we live in a go, go, go society. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think that like I am probably. I I know that I advocate. I'm like a huge advocate of rest and sleep. I'm just like if your body is calling for it, give it to it. Like there is no shame in getting your rest. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, especially, and I know like, trust me, you guys, like I, first of all, I'm a night owl. Like I am more awake at night than I am in the morning. I always have been. Um, it's just the way I am. And the Aro Rose would challenge you. And I listened to her podcast with uh, Shaman Durek and I'm like, Oh man, because she's talking about the imbalances that make us a night owl. Because I'm, you know me, I'm a night owl also. Also, and she was saying like certain imbalances make people stay up because they get like an extra surge of energy right. around 10 p.m. Um, and she said she used to be that way too until she balanced some things because the hours between 10 and 2 a.m. are like the best hours of rest that we can get. So if you're sleeping between those hours, 10 and 2, you need less rest, according to Ayurveda. I don't know. I haven't been able to do this. I I mean, we did a sadhana where we're waking up at four every morning for 40 days. And that was really hard. It was really hard to adjust to that. And like, I, ha- I literally was getting in bed at 8 p.m. I'm like, what am I like 12? Um, <laughs> I, I wasn't even going to bed that early as a 12 year old. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know. It's really weird for me. And there's a lot of stuff I think that I have to shift to be able to do that because I so have identified as a night owl. And I don't yeah. know if that will change. I don't know how much that's impeding my health. Um, it seems to be okay for me right now, especially because I am getting enough sleep. Right. Um, I think that's the, the big yeah. part is that, like, if you have the time and the schedule to be able to still yeah. get enough sleep if you're going to bed late, then, like, right. then like you said, I think it works because I think that's kind of the state that I'm at as well is that as long as I can get yeah. that sleep that I know that I need number-wise, right. it, it works. But, like, if at any point in my life my schedule shifts, then 100%, yes, my bedtime will right. absolutely have to shift. You know what I mean? And, like, yeah. there have been Going times. Going to bed at 11, waking up at, like, 6 or yeah. 5. Yeah. Yeah. There have been times in my life where my, like, I did have a job that, like, required me to wake up really early, you know, and my schedule right. did shift. But those have always been, like, smaller periods of my life. So I guess I just, like, for more chapters in my life have been a night owl. <laughs> totally. And I think, like, in high school, um, I definitely had this, like, of, like, I have to go to back to this, like, school tomorrow, and so, like, this is my time, so, like, I ended up staying up to, like, get as much as I could out of, like, those last few hours before I had to go back to another day of school, and I think I've, like, trained my mind that way so long that, like, it's, like you said, like, less phases of my life, less um, periods of my life where I was doing, where I was waking up early, like, when I was working as a therapist, um, I would regularly be getting up at seven or eight, and that was good I think I was going to bed at like 11 um it's really rare for me to be like asleep by 10 that was like only in that sad night I think where I was doing that because we were waking up so early um I was going to bed at like nine and if you were up till 10 you were like oh crap I'm gonna be tired tomorrow (laughs) which is weird but um yeah I like I'm I just heard that podcast and so I'm like okay hmm, maybe I'm gonna I'll play with that because right. God is such a morning person. He wakes up super early, goes to the gym, 
And I'm like, oh, I'm just a night owl. So I'll just do this schedule. You do that schedule. And like, it's working. But also I'm wondering, I don't know. I'm just curious. Like, I'm curious if I can, because sleeping less would be nice, you know, like less hours in bed. Like if you need less time, because that's, I don't know. We we shall see. Yeah. uh, Like calls and evolves. Right. Yeah. Back to the point of like evolution and trusting the process and the journey and seeing what happens with it. Um, But definitely rest and like just understanding when you need it and that like and you know I know you touched on this list a small bit but in our society I feel like there's such a big like focus on like the hustle and the grind right and like people talk about it all the time and like there is no shame in that hustle and that grind and like I am all about hard work for you Yeah, but, like, you also have to understand that, like, your body is a machine. And, like, sometimes I think about this when I go to sleep. And, like, sometimes it weirds me out, but sometimes I think it's so cool. But, like, so you think it and you're, like, holy shit, like, my heart has literally been working for 29 years. I, yes, I've thought that before. And And I'm, like, that that poor thing, like, just, it's okay. (laughs) Like, rest, it's okay. It's so weird. But I'm serious. (laughs) Like, that's crazy. And then when you think about those nights where you're, like, out until, like, 5, 6 in the morning, and then you go to sleep at this, like, really weird time when the sun's coming up, and, like, yeah, you're just like, oh, my God, your poor body. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's, like, working so hard. It's always working for you, which is so beautiful. Like, thanks, body. Yeah. Thanks, heart. So, like, and if you, like, what you can give back to it, like, thank you for working so hard for me is like some downtime, like be horizontal, rest, (laughs) breathe. Like that's it. And, and everyone is different too. Like there are people who like being in that hustle and that grind literally gives them life, you know, like, and there are people that literally get adrenal fatigue from trying to keep up with the people who it gives life to. So like no one has to be, the same like if if mm-hmm. cool if grinding and and that gives you like so much energy like I think of Tony Robbins like he is like like how does he have so much energy but like he loves that or Gary whatever his name is Gary I don't know if you know his I don't know head. he's really intense too but they're both like big like action takers doers like go 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 like make shit happen but like also you know some people aren't built to run like that, totally. right? Yeah. So, like, like in our culture of going and doing, if that's not right for you, you have to step back and you have to be like, okay, what do I need? And not feel guilty about that, you know, because it's like we talked about the guilt thing. It's like that extra layer of yucky energy anyways. But, like, yeah, you got to do what you got to do. Like, mm-hmm. you got to do what's right for your body. Maybe you're more effective in the few hours that you do work, right? Like, maybe – and that's true for some people. So just like figure out what's right for you in terms of doing and rest. And if you're feeling tired, like something's out of balance. So try to find a way to balance that. Absolutely. All right. Um, exercise, exercise and meditation and all the, all the things that come underneath that. Yeah. So, um, I mean, just like food, like kind of what I talked about with food earlier is that we, as a human race, often kind of like look at wellness and we're like, okay, exercise, diet, right? Um, those are like the things. But obviously wellness is so much larger encompassing than exercise and diet. But movement and like cardiac exercise and meditation and um, being outside and like all of those things are very important to not only our physical health, but definitely our mental well-being and emotional well-being as well and my kind of like quote exercise journey is a little bit interesting because I feel like you know growing up I was an athlete for for forever like since I was nine years old I grew up playing sports I softball literally was just like fully encompassed my life I played every single summer from when I was nine to 19 and didn't really do anything else with my summers and played every spring and you know so it was athletics that were a very large part of my movement and my 
daily exercise. And that worked when that was like a part of my life. Um, and then we went to college and I didn't, I wasn't in organized athletics anymore. Right. And we're, and I like, remember just like trying to figure out like, okay, how do you be active when you're like, not on a team and you're like, not, it's not organized. And you're because my mom is a runner. Like she's been running marathons her whole life and I am not a runner. I hate running. It's like not something that I align with. And so like, I'm not going to try to make myself do that because I don't like it, you know? Um, and I feel like I, for a really long time, I was in this kind of like big hazy area where I was just like, oh my God, what can I like, what is my form of exercise? You know, like what? Yeah. And that's such a good question to ask. Yeah, totally. Um, and you know, like, like everything we've talked about, like everyone is different regarding that. Um, and thankfully I found yoga and a lot of people recently like ask me what I do as far as exercise. And I'm like, honestly, I only do yoga. Like I, and like a part of me feels like okay, realistically, it probably should be a little bit more balanced. Like, I should be doing, like, probably some muscle training or something like that and, like, maybe a little bit more cardio stuff, like, coupled with yoga a couple times a week or something like that. But honestly, like, it's working for me. And so that's, like, it's what I do, you know? I'm just, like, I'm not going to try to make myself do things that don't align with, like, anything else, you know? And you're bringing up, like, a really important point, too, because, like, with – you having the diagnosis of lupus, like your body is also probably needing rest more than like intense cardio. So like yoga gives you that movement, that fluidity, that like stretch, that getting into your body, that release without the intensity of like, if you were to go for a run. Right. right? And like, what's really interesting too, is a lot of like, um, I noticed like a lot of like, uh, chronic illness, uh, you know, in the West, like certain ones are really like associated with people who are like long distance marathon runners because they're exhausting their body so much, right? While their body is not in a state of health. And we think of running as like super healthy, but it's really not unless your body is already healthy, right? To par for it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the same with like eating a bunch of raw vegetables. We've talked about that. Like it's just like hard on a gut that is not ready for that, right? Um, you've got to be healthy to be able to digest a lot of those like really hard to digest raw vegetables, kale, Mm -hmm. broccoli, cauliflower. And so like, you know, if it's not sitting well with you, the exercise, the, what you're putting into your body, even if it's a quote unquote healthy thing that we like tend to label in our society, like that doesn't mean it's right for you right now. Um, and like, honestly, like I would say you probably get cardio because you dance. That's cardio. Right. Yeah. That's absolutely. my cardio. Like That's I definitely my cardio too. I like don't I'm just like never been a big exercise like fan in terms of like really pushing your body. Like Scott and I have done like P90X, right? And like I love the ab workout. Like I could do that all day long. But like the ones that are like an hour and something long, I'm by the end I'm just like exhausted. Definitely. And yeah. Like, the next, like, four days, I'm, like, I never want to work out again. I'm so sore. (laughs) But, like, Scott, like, gets, you know, lit up by that kind of workout. So there's definitely different types of people and what we need. My my favorite exercise is hike, dancing, and um, yoga, stretch. But usually my yoga yoga is a form of, like, dance, yoga, stretching mixed into, like, whatever I'm doing at the time. soulful flow yeah yeah just moving around and like sometimes I'll start with a song meditation and it will move me into uh movement into my body because I thought that's what I'm needing um but like yeah I don't really I don't I've never been a runner I tried it I would always get like I don't know just like cramps or like bored or like I don't know it's so never was a runner <laughs> yeah and like some people love it and that's so awesome if you love it and it's your therapy um, and a lot of these things like dancing, by like running, cycling, you know, all those like things when it's a back and forth, it's called like bilateral, bilateral movement because yeah. yeah, it's moving across like the meridian of your body, which we know if you work into like if in trauma work, like that helps people to like process emotions and to help their brain become more like coherent in the way that it works, which is so good for you overall. Like, so if you find something that you like that is across the body, walking in nature, running, cycling, 
doing yoga, dancing, like all of those different things, swimming, like Balance. find your medicine. Totally, totally. Find yeah. your medicine. That's like such a, such a big point. And it's funny that you brought up, um, dancing because Ryan and Allison and I were having this conversation about like this go out culture and like yeah. how sometimes when people talk about like going out, it's, it can have such like a bad, like a yucky feeling. And I right. was like, you know, honestly for me, like that is such a big part of my healing is to spend time with the people I love listening to music that literally lights my soul up and moving, dancing the way that my body like just genuinely totally. authentically wants to Carefree. move. Yes. And being like silly, being ridiculous. Like those yeah, are some of my favorite just, things. <laughs> yeah. Just like constant like smiles and laugh and laughing and moving. And just like those moments for me are so wonderfully healing. And like you have to obviously like it's not going to be the same for everyone but like again you have to understand that like it's all different for everybody and if that is working for you like you can't let anybody tell you that that's like not a form of quote exercise or it's not a form of healing or it's not a form it's not a healthy thing you know because like if it's healthy for you it's healthy period right and I feel like for me like I totally like I crave that like and so I'm trying to create that right now like that dance that fun that letting go that like joy that zest that silliness everybody just being together in it like I'm trying to create that out of the out of the bar scene just to get away from the drinking aspect of it Mm -hmm. because like it wears on my body so much at my like at my age that sounds hilarious but like seriously it's (laughs) so different from being like a 21 year old like when you're like my hangover let's go out again yeah absolutely Um, I'm just like down for the count so like but I mean you can definitely though go out and have a great time and you don't have to drink a ton and it's still so much freaking fun But, like, um, I still, like, I feel like we as a culture, like, we need that. Like, we need that. The reason we tend to have a drinking culture, I think, is because we're all craving what we get from it, which is, like, fun, silliness, letting go, uh, dancing, being ourselves, like, all these things. So it's, like, um, I really feel lit up around, like, how do we create that in our culture, you know? Because our culture, like, that's existed with human beings forever, you know, Mm -hmm. like around a campfire and doing like drum circles. And so anyway, and like, that's that's why, I mean, I feel like a lot of people and like, I know I do this, like, it's like, if I haven't danced in like two weeks, (laughs) it's like, okay, gotta go. Like I gotta gotta go figure out how to go (laughs) dance. Um, or like sometimes a week and which also like, that's also why I dance around my apartment by myself a lot, you know, because it's totally, just like you totally. just, however you can do it, like get it, get it in. Yeah, absolutely. Dancing is such a healing form. And like for me as well, like I love it so much. Um, and yeah. like the idea that I think just like introducing and knowing in, in your heart of hearts and like understanding that you can categorize whatever you want to as a healing thing for you, you know, and like knowing that that's okay. Like for us to sit here and be like, yes, dancing is medicine for me and nobody can tell me any different, you know? And like, know that that's good and true. And like, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to go on a run to be healthy. Like that's not the only way you can stay fit. Yeah. 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 It's just like, and I think when I was, when I was in college, the way I looked at that was like, I have to eat these foods that I don't like, and I have to do this workout mm-hmm. that I hate. And that's the only way that I'll ever stay healthy and fit. And that was so, that belief was so like, ah, like exhausting. It was just like, dude, this feels impossible because I already hate it. And I, like, I, too, yeah. like, I can, I can barely sustain it for like, two months and right. I'm like and to like I'm look into the future it. and be like oh my god I have to do this for the rest of my life to stay healthy what the fuck like why yeah. <laughs> and like then, it's just crazy how much just tuning in and doing the things we're talking about this entire time just like slowly starts to step you back into your own health like I weigh less now than I did in high school which yeah. is like weird but also makes sense because I was eating like or all the junk food that I could find. And it's not about like what you weigh, but it's about how that you I could feel. find. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I was such totally. a 
literally test like we'd eat oh, yeah I know and you I know what's so funny being a bad influence on you in high school <laughs> what is so funny is that um when we when Alyssa and Ryan and I were or when was that oh we were in the car at some point recently and she was like you know what when I was growing up like I always liked to go to my friend's houses for like for the snacks and she was like you were the only friend I had where I didn't go to your house for the food <laughs> And I told my mom that, I texted my mom that, and she was like, oops. Because, <laughs> like, my mom would literally only have, like, microgreens in the fridge. And I'm like, I remember what that, the, yeah. how the fuck am I supposed to eat? I like, remember what do you want me like, to eat? skim milk. Like, what? <laughs> or, like, soy milk or whatever you had. And right. Like, like, yeah. yeah. And it's, so, it's just so, so funny to think about, like, how ahead of all of that my mom was then. Yeah. Like, that was so long yeah. ago, you know? Yeah. It's just like... Yeah. Well, and I remember being like, because your mom literally woke up and ran every day and like ate, you know, like those weird health foods and stuff. Like, (laughs) that's what I have to do. Like, that seems so impossible. No, yeah. So funny. Yeah. So, bottom line, know that this is a process and an evolution and like things change. And Um, if you're feeding your body what it's like needing, um, and yeah, you're going to be indulging, but like in general, like if you're feeding your body right, like, weight isn't going to be as big of a thing, right? Because, like, your body knows what to do with it. Like, it's right. going to. But so if it is if it is a really big struggle, then you're not eating the right things for your body. So, like, check out Ayurveda because that's, like, a really big one. You know, everybody's different. So just, like, if you haven't found it yet, don't lose hope. Like, you'll find the thing that's right for you. You just keep testing things out. You keep a curious, open mind. And, like, when you fall off the horse, you just go, okay, dust yourself off, and you get back up. Great. Totally. Um, okay, so let's move on to, like, our kind of last big umbrella topic, which is um, mental and emotional wellness. Yeah. And there are a lot of things that fall under this, too. So Yeah. We definitely won't, like, have time to get into all of them. But, like, um, I kind of feel like, in a way, what I talked about in the beginning falls under this, right? So, like, how we are feeling, um, how we are thinking about things, like what we're doing with all of that, like it's definitely going to affect everything else. It affects how we nourish ourselves or how we don't nourish ourselves. Like, um, I don't feel like I gave meditation what it needs for me, but like meditation is a big part of mental Mm, well-being for me. Um, cause I just have to clear the clutter. Like I get clutter and I start to feel this pressure and then I think, oh, oh yeah, I haven't done my meditation or like... And then it's crazy. I just sit in it. And then when I'm done, that pressure is off. I feel clear headed. I maybe came up with like some cool ideas that are exciting me or whatever. But like meditation is important because we do live in a go-go society. And meditation can look like many different things. Like meditation can be dancing. Meditation can be walking in nature. Meditation we can be so many things. Um, but it is important to get, I think, for me at least, I can only speak to myself like that stillness. Um, It takes me out of the running thoughts. It separates me from them and it goes. And then I start to question those thoughts. And that's where the change has really happened in all areas of my life uh, for mental well-being and emotional well-being. Um, You know, what's funny about what you just said and like spatial like separation kind of meditation is that's like I never really thought about it. And um, but you know, dancing and yoga are like my top two meditations for sure. Um, but the other one for me is travel. And like, it's, it's, I've never really thought about that as a meditation for me, but it is to like put myself in a different environment that I'm not used to and like be there and kind of just like, like, like we were talking about that quote the other day, it kind of makes you the lowest denominator. I absolutely love that line because like, it, but it but it makes you a lowest for me anyway it makes me feel like the lowest denominator in a really really great way like not in a negative way in a very like humbling come out of your space for a second like like where are you like what's going on I don't know it kind of just like takes me out of my body for a minute and especially mm-hmm. like in our go-go society it's really important to kind of just like step outside of all of the stuff just like so much stuff all so much right. stuff, and especially Absolutely. like in the city you know and for me I always it's always a feeling like like you mentioned earlier generally I'm a very grounded person I'm I'm more grounded than I am not 
but sometimes it gets to the point and if I like if it's been too long since my last yoga session yeah I totally get to that point where I like definitely can feel myself needing to come back down to the ground and um yoga is like my my biggest form of meditation for sure and like for me coming to my mat coming to my space coming to a room literally I'm able to like take everything outside of that room and even like outside of my four corners of my mat and just like let it kind of dissolve for a little while and it gives me like the time and space to come back into my own being and let go of like all the shit that's like bogging down my week or like yeah you know what I mean totally yeah because it's just like with that travel, like, and same with like meditation or what I talked about with like nature is that like you are in that you're in the presence. Mm -hmm. um, and you're in the presence in a way that you're fully present because things are new. That's like how you are when you're a child. Like, yeah. there's so much novelty all around you that you're just fully immersed in the moment. And there's some kind of freedom that comes with that. Because it's like, as I'm walking in nature, like, I think that's why I love it so much is like, I'm not my thoughts. I am right. observing them and they are not me and they are it's just interesting. They're these separate things that have like I think are me when I'm busy. Yeah. But aren't actually me. And the same thing that you were talking about with like the lowest denominator. Um, when I was in nature last, like I was looking at this rock face and it had like layers and layers and layers and layers of sediment. And I was like, dang, that's so wild how many years. Yeah, like I I'm so small yeah. and like in totally. the grand scheme of everything and like it's not like you said it's not disempowered it's not like it's and the thing that came to my mind was small but still significant like totally. I'm still significant I'm just so tiny like and that's so cool because like I don't know there's something freeing about that and you know what else does that like 100% and it, it, it is nature but like looking at the stars yes and the moon and yeah. just like literally being still and in that moment, there is something, and I've had this conversation with my cousins about this, and it's, there's something about a really, really dark sky and really, really bright stars and being out there, really, really out there, away from all of your shit, where you're just yeah. like, whoa, like I am, <laughs> I am like almost nothing. Like we are but don't a speck. Be that reminder. Yeah, that like we are just this, like literally we're on this like rock and we have no idea what's going on like we all have beliefs and ideas but like it's crazy because like when you look at the sky and you actually can see the sky because it's like you know you're in an area where like you can actually see the stars <laughs> reminded how like big everything is how vast yeah. it is how far away things are from you and how little you are and like and how like, magical it is like what like look like the moon yeah. uh, the every single night that I see the moon it blows my mind which is crazy right. to me a little bit because I've like you look at it every single time and every single time I'm like how like you know it just I'm just like oh my god like every and I feel like sometimes people that I'm with are like so over it but every single time I'm like oh my god look at the moon you guys and they're like yeah it's there every night you were never lose that wonder <laughs> never lose that. That and so like important. but and everybody has that for something else you know and like totally. everybody might not totally. look at the moon the same way I do but um Absolutely. to have that in whatever you do is like it's big and if you've like lost it reconnect to it you know you always can you can always find wonder and I think that that's a big part of being happy as a human being, because like if we get too stuck in our like world of rights, then we start to judge everyone else for being wrong. Mm -hmm. But it's like when you realize that you're like, we don't know, and there's more mystery and that's more exciting than knowing, um, you have more space for everything. You're not like, this should be this way. They should be doing this. That should be this way. This should be that way. Totally. And like, that's probably the biggest uh, little nugget that ayahuasca showed me. And it's, a process to integrate that I definitely have my moments where I'm like this should be this way that should be this way we should be doing this <laughs> but like I also have the ability and to step back and go okay well if I'm if I'm in that space of judging or I'm right or this should be this way or trying to control my world around me like I need to go in nature I need to go meditate into meditation because yeah. I've disconnected from the wonder I've disconnected from yeah the bigger picture yeah. 
And totally. it's just a reminder. It's, I don't need to shame myself when I get into that space. It's human. We do it as human beings, right? Mistakes right. Yeah, made, absolutely. but not by me, like a really good book. But it's just the process of being human. Yeah, 100%. My brother's been like saying this, I feel like recently he's been saying it a lot. And I don't even know if I'm going to say it right, but it's basically just like the man who thinks he knows everything knows nothing. And it's just like totally understanding that there's just so much, so much to know and like discover. And like we will right. never know everything or be perfect or anything. So. We just literally won't. No. Yeah, no. Because you can't. So um, it's more fun to be in the mystery anyways. Like it's just an illusion yeah. when I get caught up in the knowing. So it's like fun to shatter that illusion and laugh at it and laugh at ourselves and love people who are in it and just be like, I get it. I like, I see you and I love you and it's cool. Yeah. Like it's fun to be imperfect, especially when you have no other choice. Like we're not perfect. So you might as well have fun being imperfect. (laughs) Just fighting upstream if you're trying to be perfect in an imperfect situation. But the reason that we are imperfect is beautiful because like that's how we grow. That's how we learn. That's how we evolve. Um, It would be so boring to be done and finished. Oh my gosh. I know. Can you imagine? We do all day. We wouldn't have this podcast unless we were like, everything's just so perfect, isn't it? So wonderful. How yeah. easy. It just like reminds me of like Stepford Wives. It would just be like, you know, just, just perfect. Just like the face yeah. is so white and the flowers are perfect. And I have the perfect amount of time in my day to <laughs> eat exactly what I want to eat and wake up when I want to wake up and rest and yada, yada. Like none of right. that shit really totally. exists, right? Like, so. And it's fun when you embrace what isn't or what is. Yeah, what well, is. Byron Katie, this is my favorite quote from her ever. Um, she goes, if you argue with reality, you will lose, but only 100% of the time. Like, if you argue yes. with the fact that we're imperfect, like, you will lose. Only 100% of the time, though. Okay. All the time. Well, yeah, so. I guess that's just kind of our little, like, wrap of wellness. Um, there's obviously a lot we could go deeper, like, a lot of topics we can go deeper into, um, but we'll just keep letting it unfold. Uh, that's just kind of a outline of where we are, what we believe, what's come up for us, what we've learned a little bit. Hopefully some of it was useful to someone out there. Um, and I would say, like, think about, think about and get back to us, like give us feedback. That'd be so wonderful. Like about what you want to hear more about, like within what we talked about or anything that you do that's really helped your wellness experience, like share those things with us. Um, How do you define wellness? What is wellness to you? Like we really want to hear from you guys. So like if any feedback or any just kind of like joining in, that'd be so wonderful. Yeah, you can um, definitely email us, which you can find on our Instagram at soul.alignment. Um, on Instagram, or you can DM us on Instagram. Um, either way, just like let us know what maybe you want to hear more about on the podcast, um, or just like reaching out, like Cassie said, and letting us know like what wellness is to you. Like that would be awesome because we're all like living in our own little universe sometimes, you know. And I'm sure there are forms of wellness that Cassie and I didn't touch on today that like some people, some of you listening, like find a really big part of your healing process. And it's really important um, for us to kind of like open our eyes and see those things. Um, So we welcome all of that for sure. Totally. All right. Um, Great. Well, thanks for getting in with us on episode three. Thanks for being patient with us through the unfolding. Um, We're excited to be here and to dive more into all of this with you guys. Yeah. Thank you guys. Have a good week. Okay. Bye guys.